know tonight that salvation is not about what we deserve, but it's about the grace of God. It's about the goodness of God. It's about his mercy that he has shown in our life so that we don't get what we deserve, but we get his mercy, his grace, and his love that overshadows us. And so whenever troubled times come, if we don't, we, I've heard people say, well, I'm just getting what I deserve. No, it's about us understanding that if we continue to agree with the circumstances of our life, and how many know that's easy to do? Bad times come and we start talking negative. Situations come in our family, things don't go right at work, and we begin to get negative and we begin to speak doubt. We begin to speak what we're seeing instead of what we're believing. Is it not true? And so it's easy for somebody to say what they see, but it's more difficult for somebody to speak what they believe because what you believe sometimes is not determined by what's going on in your life. Sometimes what you believe is not what is now going on or taking place, but you know in your spirit, you know in your heart, amen, that there are better days, that God has greater things in store, that that even though that your body is sick, you believe that he is your healer and that he has provided divine health for you. Even though they made the curse of the enemy may be upon your family you believe that you have been redeemed from the curse of the law which is sin sickness disease and the devil and so even though they may be raging up against you your belief is not in what people have taught you your belief is in the word of God and the word of God says that I'm the head and not the tail the word of God says that I'm more than a conqueror the word of God said a thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand but it shall not come nigh me praise God and so even though the, the what you're looking at and what you're seeing may not be according to the word of God it is proof that you have not landed or you have not arrived where you are going you are just in a process of going through this situation. And so we have to learn how to apply Proverbs 18 and verse 20 to our life that says that we're going to eat from this fruit. So if I'm going to eat from this fruit of my lips, then I want to begin to speak blessing and not cursing. I want to speak faith and not doubt. Because we know what faith produces and we know what doubt produces. So I want to speak faith and I want to speak uh, the word of God into my situation instead of what I think or what I feel is going on around me. And so it's easy to get caught up in what is going on uh, in our life. It's easy for us to stand and brag on God when everything's going our way. Huh? When, when everything is going our way, when the job's going our way, when the kids are getting A's in school, when, when everything is going our way, but it's a different story about bragging on God when trouble comes to your house. Is it not true? When the problems come, then we begin to go to 
to um, migrate away from our spirit and we begin to operate in our five senses, what we can see, what we can hear, what we can feel, what we can smell, right? And that begins to dictate to us uh, how we are, if we're blessed or we're not blessed. It tells us whether we are have victory or if we're in defeat. And we begin to believe upon that. And you see, it, the, the five senses, they are laws that operate in the in the in the natural and you see a hole and you will fall in it you smell fire and you know that you'll get burnt you hear thunder and you know that the storm is about to roll in but you see then so the laws are true they work here in the earth but they're just like the law of gravity the law of gravity is a law that if you step off of a two-story building you're going to die You'll get that on the way home. The law of gravity says that an airplane cannot fly. Right? An airplane cannot fly. And the only reason that a plane can fly is because there is a greater law than the law of gravity. And that is the law of aerodynamics. And the law of aerodynamics is greater than the law of gravity. And so even though a plane is too heavy to fly, when it begins to operate in the law of aerodynamics, it supersedes the law of gravity. And I tell you today that whenever we begin to walk in this realm of the spirit, amen, our five senses, we are not ignorant. We don't act stupid, right? We listen to that. We abide by that. But then when there comes a time in the spirit that we begin to walk in this realm that is great greater than the five senses, but it's the law of faith. Amen. And whenever our senses tell us to stop, faith says, keep on going. When faith, whenever everybody else says, quit and give up, faith says there's still a way. Amen. Faith says you're a winner. When everyone else says you're a loser, faith says that you're already a victor. When everyone else says you're going to be defeated. And so what do we do? We've got to come to a place of understanding that our faith is greater than the the laws of nature. They are greater than the laws of our senses where that we can believe the word of God over every circumstance and over every situation of our life. If my words are going to produce my life, then it's going, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit here and agree with the doubt? Agree with the fear, agree with the disappointment, or am I going to speak the truth of God's word? God, I want him to help me to say, not what I see, but what I know to be true in times of testing. Amen. The reason we don't speak what God has spoken in times of trouble is because we really don't believe the word of the Lord. We really don't believe the word of the Lord. It isn't in, in Pastor Rich, it isn't in the good times that determines if we believe it or not. I don't watch people so much whenever good times are coming. I watch when bad times come. What are they saying? Where are they at? Amen. What are they believing? Because you see, it's in the bad times. What is coming out of your mouth? 
What is it that is coming out of your life? How, how do you worship, not in the mountain, but how do you worship in the valley? How do you worship in the depths of despair? How do you worship when it seems like that everything is coming against you instead of for you? Do you still read his word? Are you still found in the house of the Lord? Are you still worshiping God? It's in the bad times that we see what we really believe. Amen? And so 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, it said, And since we have the same spirit, Paul speaking here, since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. Right? Because out of the abundance of a heart, Right? And so Paul said, I believed, and so therefore I spoke. And then the people said, and we also believed, and therefore I spoke, or we spoke. And so Paul said, I believe, and this is the reason I say this. And the people said, we heard what you spoke, and we believed it, and we speak it too. We say the same thing that you do. In other words, we're in agreement with the word that you spoke. Amen. And that's the reason it is important for you to read the word. It's important to hear good Bible teaching. It's important because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we have to make sure that we have this to make every opportunity that we can. Some people in, in this modern day world, people are, are uh, demonizing the church. They're putting the church down. They're putting no value to the church. But, but I have a problem with that because I'm not anti-church. I'm for the church. If Jesus gave his life for the church, the church is pretty important. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so in in this modern day uh, thinking, we we don't think and we don't put any value on coming to the house of the Lord or being a part of the house of God and the household of faith. But how else are we going to get our faith built up? How else are we going? Yes, I know we should uh, have daily devotions, but there is something about coming together corporately that will stir the spirit of God within your heart that will cause faith to go to another dimension and another level that you can believe God for a thing that you could not believe God for by yourself. And so I need the house of the Lord. I said, I need the house of the Lord. I need the word of the Lord. I need to hear the word of God. So it's important to have sound teaching. It's important to hear the word of the Lord. And then the Bible teaches us this in Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 1. Zechariah 10 and verse 1. He said, ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone, grass in the field. Amen. Ask of the Lord rain, latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain, everyone, grass in the field. This verse instructs us and ask to ask for rain when 
in the time of rain. Timing is everything. It's not always what we ask, but when we ask that makes the difference, right? Whenever our kids were little and they would ask for for candy, uh, you know, I think we're fairly good parents, but whenever they asked for candy, it determined on the time of day if they got it or not. Amen. Because, you know, it wasn't that we wanted to withhold from them, but it was the fact that there sometimes they don't need a Snickers bar. Like nine o'clock at night. Because chances are you're going to be up two or three o'clock in the morning with a little hyena running around your house. And, uh, and so that's not a good idea, right? So there's times, timing is everything. And whenever we're asking for some things, sometimes we're asking perhaps out of season or out of timing. And so we, and the, that's what the sons of Iskar knew the time that they were in, Right? And they knew what they ought to do. So it's one thing to know the time you're in. It's another thing to know what to ask for in the time you're in. And and the sons of Iskar knew the time and the seasons and knew what they should do. And so we don't like the answer no. We want everything when we want it, don't we? Amen. We want it now. We want it now. We, we want it now. We want it when we want it, how we want it, at the time we want it. And when, when we come over here to, to these scriptures, we understand that there is a time for rain. But I want to submit to you tonight that, that the time for rain is, is controlled in the earth by us. We can make it rain. I said, we can make it rain. He said, as for the rain and the time of rain, prophetically speaking, I believe it's time for rain in America. I believe that God is not wait. We're not waiting on God, but God is waiting on the church that we will begin to create an atmosphere that is conducive for his glory, his reign to fill the earth, to fill America. Prophetically, we understand that, that it's God's design time. It's, it's, it's his desire in these last days. How many believe we're in the last days? In the last days, God said, I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to pour out my spirit. And so it's his desire. So we know by, by history, we know by the Bible that in the book of Acts that, that it would begin to set in course in the pace for the last days. Now, we are in the end of the end of the last days because we are seeing all the signs of his return that are now upon us. And so I believe wholeheartedly that God is not waiting to, to, for, or, for us to say, well, let look at us we we need this he is say he or we in other words i messed it up god is waiting for us to say we need this instead of us saying oh god we don't need that america is saying to god we don't need you not just in the white house but in the church house 
We're saying we don't need you. We can do church without you. We can, we can go, we can sing good songs. We can have good music. We can have good orators and we don't need you. But I'm telling you today that we need the rain. We need his glory. We need his presence. We need his power in our lives because we are not dealing with just some insignificant issues. But I'm telling you today, we're dealing with issues. All of you understand this. You're out there in the world. We're, we're dealing with messed up people. We're dealing with families that are being destroyed and tormented by demonic spirits and the powers of hell that are raging against the family, raging against our children, pornography and messes all over in our school system. And we need the rain, the latter rain to be poured out upon the church because the government is not the answer, because the political system or the financial system is not the answer. The only answer is the kingdom of God. The only answer is the church. Amen. And without his presence, without his reign, then we just become another social club where we gather together. But when it begins to rain, when it begins to pour upon our life and our dry and thirsty soul begins to go beyond the five senses that we know and we step over into the realm of the spirit, there is something supernatural that begins to take place and what we could not do by ourselves, we can now do. We cannot heal a fly, but now we lay hands on the sick and cancer dries up. Amen. We could not set anybody's family free, but now we lay hands upon them and they fall in love again. Amen. Now we take those demonic spirits that have tormented people's minds and said that they are, they are homosexuals or they're perverted and we say come out of them in the name of Jesus and we have the power. Why? Because it's rained upon us and his rain has brought his glory and in his glory nothing is missing and nothing is broken and we can do all things through him who has rained upon us. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 and he said and it shall come to pass afterwards. Afterwards, after what? He talks here about the fivefold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, teacher, and the evangelist. He said afterwards, after the church gets in order, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to pour out my rain. And, and catch this. I, 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 this thing is power packed. I, I'm telling you, it's power packed. But watch this. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to rain upon all flesh. Amen. All flesh. And we could go there. It didn't say save flesh. It said all flesh. It didn't say religious flesh. It said all flesh. Huh? It didn't say rich flesh. It just said all flesh. And so glory is coming. Amen. I was preparing for, for Honduras and I was right over here on a Tuesday morning prayer time and I heard the Holy Ghost say a greater glory is coming. Amen. A greater glory is coming. I got in my car and was driving down the road and I wasn't, didn't have no music on, didn't just trying to get some quiet time. And I heard the Holy Ghost say a greater glory is coming. 
I was on the plane going to Honduras and I heard the Holy Ghost say, a greater glory is coming. I went to the church service that night and I heard the Holy Ghost on the front row tell me a greater glory is coming. Amen. And I don't believe it's just for Honduras, but I believe it's for the body of Christ that there is a greater glory that is coming to the earth. Amen. That there is going to be an outpouring of his rain that is going to flood the earth and people are going to know that he and he alone is God. It's not him and Islam. It's not him and Buddha. It's not him and Krishna, but it is Jesus and Jesus alone and his glory is going to come and the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters covers the sea. How's that going to happen? It's going to happen through you and I. His glory is going to rest upon us. Amen. And so he says, watch this. He said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. How many see that this is a multi-generational blessing? And in reality, if you read this, it does not even say how it's going to affect me. It does say how it's going to affect my sons and daughters. And the elders, huh? And the young men. But he said, I'm going to pull my spirit out. This rain is a downpour of God's spirit. It's not a drip. It's not a sprinkle. But it's an outpouring. Amen? We've seen pockets of outpouring. I'll talk about this Sunday, but we've seen pockets of outpouring in, in the late 90s. We've seen pockets. We've seen revival, a pocket here, a revi- pocket there. We've, we've, seen, we've seen these little pockets. We've seen drizzles. We've seen sprinkles, but we haven't seen an outpouring. Amen? But whenever there's an outpouring, everything gets wet. Nothing is untouched. Everything gets wet. The outpouring is for the old, it's for the young, it's for every age in between. It's for this multi-generational blessing. Everyone gets wet. Amen? I've got to hurry here. Isaiah 44 and verse 3. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. That's the prerequisite that we've got to understand. He don't pour water on people that are not thirsty. If you're not thirsty, then there's no need for him to pour water out for it to fall on the ground. Have you ever tried to feed somebody that's not hungry? It can be most frustrating for you to prepare a great meal only for somebody to look at it and say, I'm not hungry. Huh? And God, in his infinite wisdom, he's not going to pour water out if we're not going to drink, if we are not thirsty. But he said that he will pour out water out on those who are thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. He said, I will pour my spirit upon the seed and my blessing upon thy offspring. This verse emphasizes that even the barren land is going to be blessed. 
Even the place that a barrenness is going to be touched by the rain, the outpouring of God's rain. And that is that will become fruitful. Even the places in your life that you have not been fruitful in days past. Even the things that, that you, you realize that, that there are all kinds of people that have God dreams locked up inside of them. That God has spoken to them. Some was last week. Some was 10 years ago and some of them has been so long ago that it's done dried up but the Holy Ghost comes and says through the prophet he said I'm going to pour water out upon that dry barren place of your life that vision that dream that is so long ago it's dried up and nearly died but the moment that it hits water the moment that the Holy Spirit touches it it's going to be like that baby in Elizabeth's womb that's going to get up and begin to start kicking again and there's going to be faith in your heart to believe God that your family can be saved, that your family can be delivered, that you can be healed by the power of his Holy Spirit, and that you can do what he said that you would do. Amen. He said, I'm going to pour my spirit upon the seed and on the offspring. And he says, this is, I'm going to cause you to be fruitful in your barren place. The dry ground will be flooded. Amen. And here's the best part. This rain is going to affect our offspring. Our families are going to be blessed. Amen. We've all heard it said, what goes up determines what comes down. But I've definitely found this to be true. That there is a reason that in, in all of my crazy travels this spring, I've never, it's been a long time since I've traveled as much as I, but in, uh, in my travels, I found that in sunny Florida, I think they need to change the name to rainy Florida. Because anytime I've ever been down there, it's raining. Huh? And I've got my own feelings about that. I know Pastor Eric, he loves Disneyland, and I'm sure many of you do. My kids were upset that they didn't get to go with me because I was near Disneyland. And I told them, I said, kids, don't be upset. Don't worry. I said, do you know what they would have called that place if they didn't found that rat in the middle of that uh, swamp? They said, what? I said, Cuba. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm sure <laughs> I need to get back on track right here. But I'm sure there's some beautiful days in Florida. But I'm just here to tell you every single day, Renee, am I telling it truth? Every single day I've ever been in Florida, not like I've spent a lot of days there, but I promise you every day it has rained. At some time in the day it has rained. Rain is there more because the atmosphere sends up more. Catch this. There, the atmosphere sends up more vapor. It's hot and it's humid. And so Florida's atmosphere is filled with vapor so that it rains there almost every day. 
When we pray, we are sending something up into the atmosphere. When we worship, we are sending something up into the atmosphere. And that's the reason why that Amos comes along and says it will rain in one city and another city will not have rain because it's determined what goes up if anything comes down. And whenever we want to see and create an atmosphere that is conducive for a perpetual rain, I'm telling you, you can call me rain man, baby, because I have control over the atmosphere spiritually. I cannot control it for a city. I cannot control it for a region. But when we come together corporately and we begin to pray and we send up continual prayers before God, when we come together corporately and we send up worship unto the Lord, you're creating a a spiritual, uh, 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 spiritual climate in which is conducive for the vapor of the word, a vapor of worship to go up before God. It creates a cloud in the spiritual atmosphere. Amen. And whenever it is consistent, when it is, it is, uh, continues to get so full and, and then it gets so close to one another that those molecules cannot stand it any longer. It busts that cloud and it begins to rain. I want to tell you that when we begin to worship him every day, it's in our consistency that determines the rain. If I can only praise him when I feel good, if I only worship him or read his word when things are going good, then it's just going to rain every once in a while. But if we can have a church, if we can have a people that will contextually, perpetually give him praise, be a people of word and return that word to him, I promise you there can be a consistent rain upon not this church, not only this city, but this region can be empowered because of our prayer, because of the word of God that we release into the atmosphere. Amen. You may not feel like praying, but keep praying. You may not feel like believing, but keep on believing. Keep on filling the atmosphere with your prayers because it's that consistency that is important. It's the key to seeing a downpour. Glory to God. Isaiah 55 and verse 8. Get this right here, okay? If you need to write it down, look at it later. I didn't give it to the media people. Isaiah 55 verse 8 through 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from the heavens, and do not return there, but the water the earth, and make it bright, bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Why? So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Jesus has given us the principle here for us to understand how to make it rain. What comes up must go down. What goes up 
must come down. God said, I send my word, right? Like the rains, like the snow to water the ground, to bud, to bring forth something, right? And then he said that my word will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that in which I've sent it. It's not in the word coming, it's in the word returning that produces the harvest in your life. Because you see, it's not the word as we laid out the foundation in the beginning. It's not the word that you know, it's the word that you believe that makes the difference. Because Paul said, I believe, therefore I spoke. If we don't believe it, we won't speak it. But God said, as the rain comes down from the heavens and and causes the buds to blossom, to bring forth, he said, so is my word. It will not return to me void. He didn't say it wouldn't leave me void. He said it won't return to me void. Why? Because now he finds faith in the earth for someone to believe what he said. Glory to God. And whenever he finds someone in the earth to believe what he said and we say what he said, then it does not return to him void. But whatever it has been sent to accomplish, it is accomplished in my life. Jesus has given us a principle to understand that when we begin to speak the word, it begins to create this atmosphere that is conducive for his word to be activated in our life. It creates the cloud of vapor. It is the cloud can no longer contain the vapor. And when that vapor is, that's the reason why you cannot continue to speak the word in times of darkness. That's the reason why you can't quit worshiping God when difficult times come because that is when you need it to rain. That is when you need to offer up something that's going to fill up that cloud spiritually so that there can be a burst of a cloud right there in the middle of your desert so that you can find strength in that thing and you can come out on the other side. And so we rain comes down, it evaporates, it goes back into the sky and God said, that's the way my word does. When I find somebody full of faith that will believe the word that I speak, return it to me it's not going to be void but it's going to accomplish what it's been sent to do amen Amen. our worship released into the atmosphere it's caught up in the spiritual cloud the reason that it rains in some places more than others is because of the atmosphere Amen. You can produce oranges in Florida, but you can't produce oranges in West Virginia. It's not that the soil isn't good. The atmosphere is not conducive for it. And I tell you that it's the same way in churches. You can say, oh, every church is the same. I've even seen bumper stickers. Go to the church of your choice. But I'm telling you that that's not the way it works. Every church isn't the same. Amen. 
I'm not putting ourselves on a pedestal. I'm just telling you the truth. Every church is not the same. It's where there is word. It's where there is worship. Amen. That is going up. That creates a cloud. A vapor. That is released into the atmosphere. That produces the supernatural. Praise God. And so we have to go where there is word. We've got to go where there is worship. We've got to be a part of something. That is sending something up. And not all the time taking something. Amen. The quicker the cloud fills up with his word and his worship, the quicker it rains. Amen. And when it rains, what's it going to do? It's going to accomplish what it's been sent to do. That dry, barren place is going to become fruitful. And then he said it's going to prosper in the thing that it's sent Notice it does not accomplish or prosper until it goes back to him. Yeah, but pastor, I'm sick. I'm in debt. I'm depressed. I've got to learn to live with it. No, you've got to learn how to say. Huh? You've got to learn how to speak. David said this, he said, it, when all of these enemies came against him, when the, I think it was three different kings that come against him there in uh, about Psalms chapter two and number seven, he said, I will declare the decree the Lord has spoken unto me. What are you going to do, David? The armies have come. What are you going to do? You're overwhelmed. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to declare the decree the Lord has spoken. I'm going to make it rain. <laughs> I'm going to make it rain right here where the enemy is fighting me right here in my difficult situation. I'm just going to declare the decree and I'm going to send it up to heaven and I'm going to feel that glory cloud until it rains right here in the place of my battle, the place of my fight. Have you ever got caught up in an unexpected rainstorm? I was out the other day. I think it was last week and I came in, the sun was shining, the kids came in from school and they said, it's raining. I said, it can't be raining. I just come in and the sun was shining. I went out there and it was pouring the rain. Sometimes we're not expecting the cloud. Sometimes I'm going to preach on it's just another day because great things don't happen on super duper days great things happen on just another day you worshiping God you're faithful you're consistent in your prayer life and you're consistent in your worship and just another day and all of a sudden a downpour comes Nothing different. You don't feel anything different. It don't feel strange. Just suddenly God honors your faithfulness. You didn't do nothing different. You didn't fast. You didn't, you didn't do more praying. You just did what you've been doing in your consistency. And that vapor went up before God and now it's full and it gets poured out upon you. Atmosphere are sustained by consistency. And the more that you send up, the more that comes down. So I want to be consistent so that it can rain. Not only in my life, but in my son and my daughter, in my father and my mother. Huh? 
and the young people that are coming on, I want them to see the reign of God's spirit that their lives can be transformed and changed. Amen. Amen. I don't want to bore you with a lot of my thoughts, but I, I, I'm really concerned about this, the church, this, this hour of the church, because it really has been robbed of the supernatural. My generation, I don't know, my generation, I know most of you are older, perhaps some of you, most of you are older than me, but my, and I don't want to go into reminiscing and talking about the past. I don't want the good old days because I ain't never found the good old days. What I thought was good, you know, to me, whenever I got to thinking about it, it wasn't so good anyways. But I do believe that what he has for us, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and his power does not change. And so what he has done, he's still doing. Are you walking with me? And, and, and it seems like that this generation in the church, they have been robbed of seeing the power of God, the supernatural. And I want this next generation to see the rain. I want them to see the rain. I've probably told you before, but you guys are here on Wednesday night, so I know you, you love me, or I hope you do. But in my, our little church right here on the front row on the right-hand side, that was my seat. All of my life, that was my seat until I left and went to college and in ministry. And I sat there on that right-hand side of the church, right up against that armrest, and I watched blind eyes open. I watched demonic spirits come out of people. I seen crippled people get up and start walking again. I seen a man that come in with a shoulder, uh, what do you call it, rotary cuff, or what do you call this, bone up here? Anyways, it was broke. And I seen it as it moved in his chest and came back together. I, I loved going to church all the time. I guess they said I was weird, but I loved it. But I loved Sunday night. Sunday morning, you know, we'd have a house full. But Sunday night, you didn't know what was going to happen up in there. I mean, they may start worshiping and blessing God and have church before church ever got started. And the power of God would fill the place. And that's made, Jamie, that's who's, what's made me what I am today. And whenever you've tasted it, when you've tasted it and you know that it's good, you can't be satisfied with anything else. And I'm hungry for the rain. I want to see it rain in this last day church. I know that it's probably not going to look like it looked before. But I know that when it comes, it's going to be God. And we're going to celebrate his goodness and celebrate what he is doing in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Is that all right? Amen. Praise God. Jamie, just come tonight for a moment. I wonder if we could just offer up some incense. I wonder if we could just offer up some praise, some word tonight. And just create an atmosphere for it to perhaps begin to reign in our life. Who knows? Maybe it'll be tonight that God will do it for somebody. Amen. Just another Wednesday night. 
But we came and offered up one more praise, one more hallelujah, spoke that word one more time, and our children were saved. Our bodies were healed. Direction and purpose came. Depression was broken and joy filled our soul. Amen. So tonight, let's just offer up a little praise, a little worship right here before we go tonight. If you need special prayer, I invite you to come. I want to pray with you tonight. We'll believe God for whatever needs you have in your life. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you tonight. We praise you. We thank you, God, that you are you. We are the sheep of your pasture. God, we know you tonight as faithful. We know you tonight as glorious. We know you tonight, God, as the God that nothing is impossible to. And so tonight as we lift up our voice and we give you praise, and we give you worship. Shh. Sure. 